Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is the Financial Coconut Podcast, Singapore's first personal finance podcast network. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Yorchi Financial Coconut, and every Tuesday, you'll be joining me on my personal segment, First Dips, where I bring you through some of the latest, most interesting ideas in the personal finance space, hoping you inch closer to the life you love while managing your finances well. Hey, coconuts, I'm sure many of you are entering your 30s, you know, if not in your 40s, somewhere there. Why? Like, well, I know because I got backend data. <laughs> so I know, I know, right? And you may have probably experienced some sort of a health scare, you know, or know some people that have gotten some sort of experience. I hope all is well. But, okay, this has definitely formed a very fertile ground for you to be so insurance, right? All the sob stories like, you know, what if, what if? Would you want to live a better situation, you know, when you're in the hospital? All oh, that stuff, right? So I, I get it, I get it. And it's a Great way of selling, very emotional, touch your feely feely, all that stuff, right? But I feel like at TFC, right, we should step up a little bit, right? We should start to think about providing more frameworks around different insurance structures so that you know what you're buying into, at least get some sort of clarity or some sort of a way to think about this. And today we are gonna tackle critical illness insurance. So welcome back. So good morning, everyone, and welcome you to another day with the Financial Coconut. In our podcast, debunking financial myths, discovering best financial practices, and discussing financial strategies that fits our unique life. You get it. Ultimately, empowering us, creating a life we love while managing our finances well. I'm your host, Reggie, aka your chief financial coconut. And today, we are going to spend some time to talk about critical illness insurance. And I'm going to short form is CI insurance. Critical illness insurance is like, you know, tongue twister for no reason, right? Why do I make my life so difficult. And I'm going to give a shout out to our sponsor for today's episode, FWD Singapore. They have a great promotion for you. In the middle of the podcast, we'll go to that slightly later. But thank you for sponsoring the show. And yeah, I hope more of you are more sponsorship, okay? More sponsor, more content. Ah, that's very important. So thank you, FWD Singapore. And sometimes have you wondered, right, why all these insurance companies or like financial companies are uh, when they sponsor me, right, they will specifically ask me to say they are from Singapore. Do you know? Do you know? Just a, just a fun side tangent. You know, because a lot of these financial companies, right, they are global or at least they are regional, right? And a lot of them, they operate separately. So they are, their licenses are separate. They register different companies in different countries. So their marketing budgets are all separated, right? So the promo is different. You know, offerings are different. They may all be under the same brand. But if you go to their different websites in different countries, it's all different, right? So just a quick, Thing to note, yeah, yeah. If you work with the banks or you work in the banks or, or all this, like you, you will know, right? So all these financial institutions, uh, they always ask me to say, you know, it's from Singapore, you know, like. <laughs> so yeah, thank you, FWD Singapore. So I think for many of you coconuts that have been coming in very often, you know, every week, you know, sometimes I still wonder why you come in every week, but thank you for <laughs> coming in every week. So yeah, you know, come in every week. 
you would have kind of heard some basic ideas around insurance that we have established so far, right? Because like I said, I understand the feely-feely, you know, the emotional elements of, of being insured or being not insured and then when shit happens and all that, right? So I understand. I understand why it's a great way to sell, you know, but uh, I've always been big on trying to like provide frameworks, right? So I think at this point in time, we've probably established some frameworks around insurance. But for all of you, you know, first time listeners of episodes like this or new to the financial coconut, in simple terms, what is an insurance, okay? In a simple terms, in my view, in simple terms, it is a tool to mitigate financial impact for a clearly defined set of circumstances. Well, not very simple, huh? <laughs> in other words, huh? in other words, there's a clearly defined set of circumstances if all these things happen and then there's an output, right? If all these things happen, you will get something, right? And, and that is the base idea of how pretty much all insurance work, okay? And I give you a very, very simple layman example, okay? If you have kids, okay? Or if you don't have kids, or maybe you are still a kid, it's fine, okay? Either way, regardless of what it is, because recently keep raining, uh, so I thought of this example, I thought it was great example, so genius, uh, but yes. <laughs> so, okay, you, let's say you are in charge of the laundry, maybe you're the dad, maybe you're the mom, doesn't matter, right? You are in charge of the family laundry. And I'm going to like uh, exaggerate the laundry load that you do, okay? <laughs> Somehow, okay, you have to wash so much laundry uh, that uh, it takes maybe three, four days to dry, okay? They got so, many, so much laundry, wow, bed sheet also you, la, towel, la, everything all you, okay? You got to wash everything. You, you go through that whole like two, three hour washing with the washing machine and everything, okay? And you got to wash, okay, for... You, you got to gotta put it out there to dry for three days, okay, or four days. But huh, these few days, you're very busy. You gotta be running around, you got other things, you know, very Singaporean, right? You wash your laundry, everything you automate, you, you know, put it out there, and then you gotta go home, your friend, you gotta do this, meet client, also, oh, you're very tough, you're very hitting. So what you tell your son, okay, let's say your son, your daughter, whoever that's at home, you say, okay, I will give you five dollars every day under the assumption that if the rain comes, okay you will keep all the laundry back into the home so that it does not get wet. And that is you buying a weather insurance. If you think about it, you are paying your son or daughter the premium $5 every day for three days such that if let's say the rain comes, they will keep the laundry. And if you don't do that, okay, let's say you don't pay your son or daughter that $5 and they are not like lovey-dovey and very happy to, to help you clean all these things, right? I mean, I mean it's great lah if you can don't pay them. But, but this is hypothetical, okay? Don't catch me on this. Huh? But if you don't pay them, then nobody's going to help you keep the laundry. You run a risk of rewashing everything and that will maybe cost you $50 to rewash everything. So instead of running the risk of losing $50 to rewash everything, uh, you pay $5, $5, $5, $5, $5 right, for three days and then if anything happened, yeah, they will keep the laundry for you and if, doesn't, if, if that doesn't happen, then okay, you your $15 is out, you still get your laundry, everything sweet, sweet. Welcome to mother washing insurance. I don't know. <laughs> I will start something, okay? <laughs> and yeah, in that example, I think it's very cute, very apt, very easy to understand, okay? So there's a very clearly defined set of circumstances is rain, right? What if rain, uh, my clothes wet, 
Okay, very simply defined. And then your mitigation strategy is to pay $5 to whoever that stays at home half the time, you know, for three days such that if anything happens, they will keep it for you and then you mitigate the risk. If not, you if you bear the risk, then there is a $50 probability they're going to rewash everything. Voila! Welcome to insurance. I, I hope that gives you some sort of parameter of thought. But of course, uh, it gets more complicated, right? Because the set of circumstances will expand. So when we bring it back, huh? bring it back, okay? We're not here to discuss whether it will rain or not, okay? <laughs> we bring it back to the discussion today for critical illness insurance. In simple terms, the idea here is if you kena one of these critical illness, you get a payout. Now, that is how most critical illness insurance products are developed. And FWD Singapore also developed a similar product. And they pride themselves as the leaders in digital insurance, right? Meaning very smooth, quick checkout, very easy to get to the end. Yeah, and, and I've tried it. I think it's very easy to get to the end. I will share with you their promo later in the middle of the show. Okay, but before we begin on the three pointers, yeah, we talk so much, I haven't started. Okay, before we begin the three pointers for today, um, I have one small little thing that I want to point out. Okay, and I always say this in all insurance-related topics that I share, Okay. And the line is very simple. No amount of insurance buying is going to fundamentally reduce the risk of the scenario happening. Okay? No amount of insurance buying uh, is going to reduce the risk of the scenario happening. In, in other words, okay, you can buy all the insurance you want if you never take care of your health, you never keep fit, stay healthy, you know, all, all that jazz. Uh, your probability of getting all the complicated illness is still very high. Okay? It's still very high. Right? So, it's like, what can you do fundamentally to change your circumstances such that you become healthier, reduce your risk of getting all these illnesses? I think that is a big part of the discussion that we can have in another episode, right? Same with the, the mother or the father that needs to do a lot of laundry, you know, and air it for three days for some reason, okay? Three days laundry out in the balcony, right? Actually, they can solve it fundamentally by building a cover, Right, then you don't need to keep paying your son $5, right? So are there ways to go about reducing the fundamental risk? Yes, they are. But that's not the discussion for today. So finally, finally, after all the storytelling in front, huh? My very first point for all of you tuning in about CI insurance is that CI insurance actually covers a very defined set of circumstances that have an outsized impact on your finances. Okay, so opening of the show, I gave a very layman definition of insurance, right, which is a tool to mitigate financial impact for a clearly defined set of circumstances. And unique to CI insurance is that it covers a very well-defined set of circumstances. It's very well, very well defined, okay? Some insurance uh, maybe like disability, la, you know, like uh, loss of income. Like, wow, that one, a bit debatable one, okay? That, 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 that is something for discussion for another day. It's like you know, uh, you may be injured, but does it constitute a loss of income? You know, how does how is that defined? Right, you may be gonna something, but are you considered disabled? It's a bit more murky, okay, but that's a different discussion for another day. But specifically for CI, critical illness, okay, who gets to define critical illness? And in Singapore, there's an organization called Life Insurance Association Singapore, okay, and they define and maintain a list of 37 critical illnesses. And they have recently, yeah, updated their definition. And of course, for the fine details, uh, you should check out the website, Life Insurance Association Singapore, okay? In other words, 
because there's a body that governs this definition and all your providers are building upon this definition. They cannot just sweet, sweet define, you know, it's, it's less debatable. Not that it's not debatable, okay? It's much less debatable. Is it even grammatically correct? You know, but it's okay, okay? <laughs> Besides the point, right? So, so that's the idea, okay? And in their definition, um, there are 37 critical illnesses, right? And it ranges, right, from major cancers to like strokes to heart attacks of specific severity, uh, all the way to coma, blindnesses. Uh, all these can be considered a critical illness, okay? But for most people, okay, well, I don't know if I should say this, but for most people that get critical illness, they fall into what is called the big three, which is heart attack, stroke, and cancer. Okay, these are the big three. And yeah, according to MOH, right, according to our ministry, uh, one in four to five Singaporeans is likely to be diagnosed with a critical illness. And a vast majority of Singaporeans uh, amongst the people that can have critical illness um, maybe 80-90% of people will be in the big three, right? Your stroke, your heart attack, with severity, you know, okay, this is very specific, uh, and cancer, right? So cancer, heart attack, stroke, right? Pretty much these are the few uh, major one. 80 plus 90% of people in total uh, that could not critical illness would be part of this group. So then the natural question for a lot of people will be, then does a CI insurance, critical illness insurance, cover everything? Uh, the idea is no. Lah, right? It depends on the provider that you're working with. Different providers will create products slightly differently. So please check. Okay, you may have CI insurance. You, have, you may have bought it somewhere or you be ad-targeted. You know, uh, for whatever reason that you're exploring CI insurance, recognize that um, it is not a necessary that you will cover everything. And of course, as with all... Uh, um, insurance and risk management product, right? If you want to cover more things for a longer period of time, it's always more expensive. Lah, huh? So uh, think a little bit about what you need to be covered, what are the probabilities, and then, and then you work through that, okay? Just know that everybody uses CI very loosely, right? Critical illness insurance, and then they add something in front, add something behind. You know, it's it's it's, it's marketing, lah. Okay, so there's the marketing element, uh, and I just want all of you tuning in to be clear that okay, some people, different providers may use the same term, okay, CI insurance or critical illness, um, but what what constitutes within their insurance? That one you must check. Okay, be clear about it. And so the next natural question will be, how much, huh? how much coverage do I need? Since the idea here is, you know, this, this few um, illnesses, very critical, will have a very big impact on my finances. Um, how should I look at covering? How much is enough? Is 50,000 enough? 100,000 enough? 200,000 that enough? I think rather than give you an exact number, let me give you some framework of thought, okay? So when you look at covering yourself, I think, or your loved ones, I think the base idea is you must kind of look at it from a more holistic standpoint, right? In the sense that uh, what happens when you cannot critical insurance? There's usually uh, three components, right? If you think about it. First is the loss of income, okay? You cannot critical illness, you cannot go to work, you struggle and, and you know, yeah, it, I mean, <laughs> I really don't want to say this, but, you, you know, you cannot critical illness, right? It's supposed to be critical, right? So you're not supposed to be able to work like, in that sense, okay? <laughs> in that sense, if you, if you can work, then it's not so critical, okay? So chances are there's a loss of income, okay? So there's, there's one aspect of that. The other aspect will probably be hospitalization, right? So we're in a hospital, there's all these costs ongoing and all that jazz. And of course, the third aspect will be treatment, Okay, and some some people will even include alternative treatment or alternative uh, things that you need to spend, 
you know, to, to support someone that's going through some sort of a critical illness. And it can be out of the hospital expense, you know, you can be alternative medicine, you know, I think amongst the Chinese people, they like to buy all the Chinese things, right? Hopefully, those other things work. Um, and of course, also uh, out of hospital care, right? You know, you need you may need a helper to support you through this period of time and, and all that, right? So, there are certain elements to think a little bit about. So if we break down into uh, these three subparts, right, which is loss of income, hospitalization costs, and of course, treatment and alternative treatment costs, then uh, if you think about it, if you are eventually going to be an investor, if, if you're going to build a portfolio as, as things move along, okay, you're going to be building a portfolio. Eventually, your goal is to reach a point where uh, you no longer need to really work for an income. So loss of income, do you really need to factor that? Uh, that's the part that you need to ask yourself. Is your plan to work 50, 60 years all the way until you retire? And that's perfectly fine. Okay, I'm not saying that that is a bad thing. Okay, it's perfectly fine. If that's your plan, that means loss of income is something you need to factor, right? And if you're going to factor that, then how many years of loss of income are you factoring? Is it two years? Is it three years? And some people I know, you're concerned at what if, you know, you cannot work and that affects your family and all that. And, and some plans go very far to plan all that. But today we're just talking about using critical insurance, you know, as a tool, as a product, right? So um, I would argue that maybe for the loss of income, you, you might want to factor two years, one to two years. Some people say three years, um, but, but that is as far as I will go. And if you ask me, if you ask me, right, rather than loss of income, I would factor it as the expenses, right? So your living expenses because your income have some sort of flow at the top, right? You know, you. I mean, I assume not everybody will spend everything, right? So rather than spend, uh, looking at it from a loss of income, I would rather you just factor in based on the cost, right? So if your cost of living times, you know, one year, two year, three year, how long you expect your treatment, right? So aga two years, I think is is fair, right? If you want to do three years, I know a lot of people think like that. It's also okay. It's, it's not a bad thing, but you know, what I'm, why I want to break down these things for you to think is because I don't want you to buy too much, right? Because what, once again, you need to understand that if you are over-insured, you're reducing the money that you can do in other things. That means you're over-buffering, right? So, so that's why I break down to help you think a little bit about that. Okay, so that's loss of income. Um, the other part is about hospitalization. And hospitalization, I assume a lot of people will have some sort of an integrated shield plan or may have hospitalization plan already. So if that is already covered, and you plan to stay in the government hospital, which is decently good quality, then do you really need? Nah, then that's a question mark. Maybe you don't need to factor that. Okay, as for treatment and you know, alternative treatment, alternative treatment, right, you definitely must factor. Okay, all your, all your caretaker, alternative treatment, all those things you must factor because those things are not covered within the traditional uh, healthcare system. That one you must definitely factor. Is it 30,000, 50,000, you know, how much does it cost to get a caretaker and all that, which, which average uh, to get a caretaker to come in for six months to like eight months, at least uh, 10 to 15,000, at least, just to start, uh, just to get it going. Uh, so with, with that, you, you think a little bit about, get some sort of numbers there. And if you want uh, a great place to get these numbers, actually MOH has a good central database, right? So go to moh.gov.sg slash cost financing slash fee benchmark and bills about information. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the link too long. Okay, but MOH, okay. Simply put, has a consolidated information around the cost of treatment. So you can just go Google like, and say MOH cost of treatment. Okay, and I think it's a good place to start just to get some sort of idea like how much aga-aga it will cost. And then from there, you can factor. Lah. Do you need to factor loss of income? How much cost of treatment are you looking at? You know, uh, do you need hospitalization bill? Aga-aga, you count, right? So 
with these few parameters, uh, I think you can have a better thought around like how much you need. Is it 50, 100? Do you really need 200,000? Yeah, it's, it's, at the end, it's your choice. But I think these are good ideas to, to hold your thoughts together around it. Okay? And so this brings me to point number two and is CI insurance essentially removes major financial risk while you're on a journey of accumulating wealth. Right? First point, we talk about there's an outsized financial impact. And second point is really how do you look at CI insurance? And the idea here that I have is that it removes major financial risk while you're on your journey of wealth accumulation. And we'll talk a little bit more after a word from our sponsor. Hey Coconuts, for a limited time period from 7th of March to 6th of April 2023, FWD is offering you up to 40% discount to all their critical illness insurance products. 40% discount. Ranging from their comprehensive cancer 2.0 insurance that covers all stages of cancer to their big three insurance that covers cancer, heart attack and stroke which forms 90% of all CI claims in Singapore to their CI Plus insurance that covers early intermediate stages of cancer, heart attack, stroke and 37 late stage critical illnesses. Simply apply the code TFC2023 upon checkout. I repeat, TFC2023 upon checkout. So what you're waiting for, visit fwd.com to find out more. Terms and conditions apply protected up to a specific limit by SDIC. This advertisement has not been reviewed by the Monetary Authority of Singapore. Link is in the description below. Okay, so I think in point one, we went on the more like technical front, right? Like how is this done? What is happening here? What are the illnesses covered? And you know, how do you kind of look at this thing? Blah, 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 right? So so we have that, right? Which is which is well and good. Okay, but more importantly, you know, how do we contextualize to us as an individual? Okay. And from the individual perspective, I think we have to ask ourselves, uh, if our goal is to accumulate wealth on this journey, right? Our goal is to accumulate wealth. What are some of the biggest issues that will throw us off our wealth accumulation journey? So other than things like huge market crashes, you know, or some risky personal choices. I don't know. Maybe like start a business with your friend. <laughs> It's very risky. Or start a, start a cafe with your friend. I don't know, okay? Don't, uh, please. Don't start a cafe with your friend. I tell you, you, okay, my Ming Yen, okay, my iconic line that I tell everybody, you know, if you hate your job, change your job. If you start a business, you hate yourself. <laughs> That's a different discussion, okay? But other than, you know, things like market crashes or risky personal choices, I think it's the dreaded critical illnesses, right? Where you drop dead in your hospital or you have very bad diseases, very serious stuff la, that can throw you off your wealth accumulation journey. And, and, and that's the reality, right? So with that in mind, right, then I ask you, okay, so if we mitigate this risk, you know, by buying certain insurance and, and all that, right, we are really trying to mitigate the cost of us falling off this journey, right? Let's say we, we fall off this journey, how do we get back up? You know, um, you know, what are some major financial impact that we can reduce? Okay, so, so insurance is then seen as a cost center, it's an expense, right? And I think that's something that a lot of us have to think about about, right? Or have to change our perspective on. It, it is a cost center. It's an expense. And, and that's how I look at it. So then the next question I push you, right, is that why do you then need a cash payout at the end of your policy? <laughs> I'm not saying CI insurance has that, but some insurance providers, they, they have that. And I know it's very enticing. A lot of people think about it. It's like, wow, you know, if I buy this, right, if I don't use right, then I get this payout, this, that, this, that. It's like, 
you know, I get it. It's very exciting, very enticing. And and to be fair, you know, some of these like traded policies out there can give you um, decent returns. And, and okay, some of these policies that have cash value, you can take a loan on them. Right, so there are certain things that you can play around with those policies. Yes, well and good. You know, but I think where does CI comes in, you know, as a very interesting tool is really just to be avoiding being thrown off your wealth accumulation journey. It has no cash value. There's no, there's no, <laughs> it's not going to get you any wealthier. It's really just if you share this idea that insurance is a cost center. Okay, you're, you're not buying any insurance to to make a profit or, you know, accumulate wealth, you know, insurance just for you to use as a cost center. Then if you think about it, CI insurance together with something like an integrated shield plan can form a very good bedrock, you know, on your protection, essentially reducing the risk of you being thrown into financial turmoil while you're on your financial accumulation journey. So if you think about it, rather than buying those kind of like all in one product, right? CI together with Integrated Shield Plan and together with your investments in the market to get some sort of cash flow, capital gains, you know, depending on your strategy, can form a, a bedrock in this financial journey of yours. And, and well and good, right? And, and I think that is what I believe to be a better way to look at insurance and investments, right? Best in class products, lah, in other words. So yeah, I think CI and Integrated Shield Plan, these two good enough. You know, in my in my view, okay, don't need to cover dental, don't need to have cash payout, don't need to have the cheap ones I can pay. Right? Because the more things you cover in your complex insurance products, then uh, you end up paying a lot more. It costs more, it's more expensive. Right? So to me, critical illness insurance and your integrated shield plan, which is to date, the best-in-class hospitalization plan. These two, it's great enough. And then, while you're on your fire journey, as you put more and more money into the market and you grow it, you become wise and, you know, you, you, you work with it. Uh, yeah, then it's good, ma. Right, so, so where does insurance sit in your wealth accumulation journey? I think that's a great question that you need to ask. And so this brings me to my third point and that is CI risk. Okay, critical illness risk seriously increase as you age, especially in your later years after 65. Okay, and some of you will be like, uh, this one you need to tell me, man, so duh. Like, <laughs> I know like, as I get older, my risk is higher, right? So, so I get it. Right? But here's the thing, okay? As we age, okay, um, our risk factors move up, right? To, to get CI, you know, get critical illness, essentially. So when, when you look at it this way, the longer you cover, okay? That means if you want to cover until 85, you want to cover lifetime, the cost, your premium cost is much higher. Okay, and, that, and that's the reality. Your premium cost is much higher. The longer you cover, because our risk factors keep increasing as we get older, yeah, it, it becomes more and more expensive. And I will question whether is it still needed at the end. Okay, If you're going to be accumulating wealth, if you are on this fire journey, or if you are essentially becoming a little bit smarter with your money, you're going to be investing. At the end, by 65, I assume that you have some you know, very decent wealth accumulated, do you still need the extra 50, 100, 200,000 one-off support when you can some sort of a CI? You know, I, I, I'm not very sure anymore. Right? So I think that's kind of where I will look at it, right? I think up to 65, I get it because 65 and beyond, I know lah, the world is saying you got to work longer, you know, road to 100, all, all those kind of things, right? I understand. 
But uh, I do believe that, yeah, la, that as humans, we eventually we will peak productivity at some point and we will taper off. La, okay? So do you need to cover all the way? I think that's a question you got to ask yourself. Or oh, is up to 65 enough? Right? Because if you're going to cover a lot longer into like 85 or like lifetime, right, you see the insurance premiums move up a lot, a lot. Okay? So, so that's something for you to think about. And also, um, a lot of insurance agents will then tell you that, oh, you know, buy now is cheaper, ma. buy now is good, you know. Uh, which is not wrong, right? Because the longer you participate in, uh, in the policy, yeah, it's also more risk managed for the policy provider. Ma. So they will reduce your premium a little bit. <laughs> your monthly premium will be lower than others if you start earlier. So rather than saying like, oh, you should buy longer or shorter earlier or later. No, I, I think one, one, one line or one frame of thought would help you kind of anchor these ideas. You have 35 years, okay? From, six, from 30 to 65, you have 35 years. Can you accumulate enough to invest and pay for hospital bills when things happen on top of all the subsidies and government plans that is provided? And I think answer is yes. Possibly. You know, it's possible. And if it's possible, then do you need to cover all the way to the end, right? Because in point number two, we already established that CI is great, okay? CI insurance is great to mitigate this kind of like big financial blow as you're accumulating your wealth. But eventually, you accumulate enough, right? I, I assume you accumulate enough. So if you accumulate enough already, then do you still need more of this? you know, up to 85 years old. And that's for you to ask yourself, okay? And to be fair, a big part of your hospital bills will probably be uh, you're staying in the hospital. It's very expensive. That one very expensive. The blow is crazy. So integrated shield plan, uh, that one is an important one. Yeah, so I think I'm not here to say whether you should buy CI or not CI insurance, you know. Uh, but it's just to give you some pointers to frame your thoughts so that you can better kind of see, okay, where does this thing uh, sit in my overall strategy? Because if you talk to different agents or you talk to different companies or different experts, different providers, right? They have a sales incentive structure. I'm not blaming them, right? They will tell you what, what they need to say you know, uh, to, get, to get you to buy, lah, right? In, in, in other words, th this is a baseline idea. But for yourself, what do you need, right? And I think within these three pointers, I've laid out quite a clear plan on like, what are you doing now? What is your goal? And then from now to your goal, accumulating wealth, what do you need to protect yourself? And by then, are you able to then pay for all these hospital bills, all these additional things on top? And if you can, then yeah, this is all you need. Yeah, at least that's kind of how I look at it. And I understand if you want to buffer more, you want to have a little bit more protection just in case this, in case that. I, I get it. I get it. There are many things that are uncertain. We cannot be overly... We cannot overmodel it, right? So I'm not here to tell you whether you should do this or do that. But I hope that these three pointers uh, give you a broad idea. To begin, I'll think a little bit about critical illness insurance, okay? So I'm going to sum up the three pointers. The first point is, okay, CI insurance uh, covers a very defined set of circumstances that have an outsized impact on your finances. It's very defined in the sense of the 37 critical illness, okay? Which is governed by the Life Insurance Association Singapore. So you can go and geek out on their website. Everything is there. Second point is CI essentially removes major financial risk while you're on your journey of wealth accumulation, right? Because sometimes insurance 
can be quite abstract as a product, right? But CI insurance, if you think about yourself as on this journey of accumulating wealth, your major setbacks, one of it will be if you are not able to work, something happened to you, right? So with that in mind, then where does CI fit in that plan to support you? If, let's say, it, you know, you are being thrown out of your plan. And of course, the last point is CI risk seriously increase as you age, especially in the later years after 65. So the idea here is if you cover much longer into like 75, 85 years old, or even all the way, uh, the cost of CI insurance will move up, of course, right? Because you are riskier as a person to cover. So do you need that long? That's for you to answer. And I, I hope that today's episode gives you a clearer frame of mind. And once again, I want to thank FWD Singapore. You should check out the link in the description below. And hope you learned something useful today. See ya! Hey, I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with the financial coconut. Knowledge is that much more powerful and interesting when shared, debated and discussed. Join our community telegram group, follow us on our socials, follow our Reddit, right? Join our Reddit and now finally, we got our Reddit going and all that stuff, right? I hope you uh, find it useful, find it interesting and continue to be on your journey to accumulate wealth and find the life you love while managing your finances well. So see you next week. Okay, so um, I hope you find today's episode useful and interesting. And I know uh, insurance as a topic are uh, sometimes a very dry one. So I hope I, I, I made it easier for you to understand and allow you to comprehend without going to complex like mathematical formula, right? So, so I, I think some of these ideas will anchor your thoughts. So I, I hope that helps. Uh, as for next week, I don't really know what I'm going to talk about <laughs> because these few weeks, um, it's going to be like yeah, a lot of budget coverage this government policy that thing so stay tuned uh, next week uh, meanwhile if there was one thing that I could get you to do yeah, so check out the link or share with your friend this episode and check out the FWD link it's a pro 40% quite good man. go for it right? so link is in the description we'll see you next week Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 